that geography doesn't matter anymore. So he talked about how initially he was on a radio show and you can only tune into the radio for in a, within a certain radius. Now with the internet, geography doesn't matter. You can you can connect with somebody all the way in Alaska. Like I'm in Connecticut right now. Mang is in Alaska and we talk all the time. So there's no reason why you can't get your message to like a lot of people. You just have to take advantage of the tools that we have in this day and age and be clear with your message and people will resonate with it and come into your world. So you're not really limited by anything anymore. Welcome to the Key and Mang audio experience where you're here from two up and coming therapists looking to enhance the lives of listeners by addressing health, wealth, lifestyle, and overall growth. Tune in to hear the latest lessons learned on the Key and Mang audio experience. This episode is brought to you by Varela Financial, the experts in student loan repayment solutions. Not sure what to do with your student loans? That's how we felt before scheduling the free call with Varela Financial, where they helped us create plans based on our lifestyle and goals. For more information, check them out at www.varelafinancial.com or click the link in the description to schedule your free call today. Welcome back to today's episode of the Key and Mang Audio Experience. I'm your host, Mang. As always, join my fellow co-host, Key. Key, what's good? What's up, Mang? How are you? I'm good. I'm missing Trader Joe's right now. I know. This, you should have went today. Yeah, look, I, I, I've i been trying to petition for a Trader Joe's in Alaska for a long time, but... It's a oh, lot I more forgot. complicated than that. I forgot there's no Trader Joe's there. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's a travesty. Travesty. So, like, what do you have? Like, what cool stores <laughs> do you have? Fred Myers, Fred Myers, Cars, Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, that works. Walmart's about to go out of business, though. Okay, yeah, um, but it's the, no, I, I didn't see that. But I don't compare to Trader Nothing compares to Trader Joe's. Yeah, that's true. I love me some Trader Joe's. You know what I did in Trader Joe's today, which is crazy? I, hmm. You know how they have the red carts that you can walk around and put your stuff in? So there was like this stack of like gray carts, but I think it was for like the workers to carry stuff and like load it. I couldn't find the red cart, so I grabbed the gray one. <laughs> <laughs> and the workers are looking at me crazy. And then this dude stopped me and was like, hey, can you go grab a red cart? Like, that's not for customers. And I was like, I figured, because it's like mad heavy and bulky. But there was no more. But people were looking at me crazy. I'm like, I don't want a shopping cart. I want like a little thing. But yeah, people were looking at me crazy because I was walking around like I worked there. But I was taking stuff and like putting it in a little box. <laughs> Did anyone ask you questions? They were no, any, like the workers. Any, customer, any customers ask you questions? No, no, no. I was only in there for like two minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, but they were looking at me like, yo, what are you doing? Like, that's my not bad. funny. My that's bad. not fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was my day. That was my day. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's funny. That's funny. All right. To bring it back to what <laughs> we're gonna discuss on today's episode, we're coming to the end of the year, and sometimes around this time it's easy to look forward to the new year and what you're gonna accomplish in the next two, three, six, twelve months. But we want to remind you to take some time to look back and reflect on what went well this past year, what opportunities you were able to create, relationships you were able to build, and how you're going to use the past to help shape your future. So on this episode, we're looking back at some of our past episodes and reflecting on some of our big takeaways from episodes 25 to 41. Uh, that, that's quite an extensive list. It's not going to be like our, our previous recap episodes. We'll keep this short and sweet. Some of our big take- takeaways from each of the episodes, and then if you guys want to hear more of feel free to go back and listen to any of them wherever you listen to your podcast. 
But key, uh, episode twenty-five with Jeremiah. Your big, one big takeaway. My big takeaway from that episode was that, um, like health and fitness is more than just aesthetics, and it's more than just like the physical aspect. I think that we get so caught up in like vanity and wanting to look good, not understand, not understanding that, or not, or not realizing or remembering that. Um, it's more important than that. It's about like creating habits, um, building discipline, and then that flows into different areas of your life. I feel like that part is overlooked. There's not anything wrong with wanting to have certain um, certain body types or look a certain way, but I think that um, you have to always remember that it is bigger than just the physical component. Mm -hmm. um, also, from a coaching standpoint, my takeaway from that was to take your ego out of your programming um, like I like to lift a certain way, but my clients might not like that. So I have to make sure that I'm programming things that they like instead of what I think they should like, like imparting my views on um, their programming. So I always try to keep that in mind. So that those are my two takeaways from Jeremiah's episode. I like that. And kind of a bit on your, your first point. Um, my my takeaway on that one was that consistency matters. Um, Putting in small deposits builds up over time, not just in health and fitness, but whatever you're trying to accomplish, you just put in your daily deposits and it's going to add up over time. And he started talking, like, it doesn't have to be perfect either. You just have to start and just put it in, clock in, clock out and put your deposits in. Because he talked about how he took a leap to build his own business and he didn't really know what he was doing, but he knew what he wanted to do. And it's turned into now he's got in-person training, training young high school basketball players, online programming, um, and more stuff coming in the future that I didn't think he probably en envisioned when he first started um, with his own business. But because he kept putting in his deposits, it's turned into a lot more than what he expected. And he's, he's thriving in it right now. Yeah. Um, I think that once you kind of get out of your head about everything being perfect, you make so much more progress. Um, people just stay stagnant because they think everything needs to be perfect. That's something I'm trying to get better at, too. That's something that I struggle with with my course. I've been saying, and a memory just came up recently about, I remember I posted a story, and it was like, oh, I'm creating a course. This is when I was in PT school. I'm creating a course. Like, what would you like? Like, what kind of content would you like to see inside? And people gave me a lot of ideas. But I never launched it because I felt like it wasn't perfect or I didn't cover every suggestion that was given to me. Um, so I think that was in like 2019. That was like about to be 2023. I just released the course like this year. So <laughs> it took me a while to get over the fact that um, I'm not going to be perfect and I'm always going to have stuff to add. But that's the cool thing about like the journey and also being able to have like a digital product or online space you can always add things or revise it at a later date mm -hmm. episode 26 with brendan smith i like this episode uh, my takeaway was that you pay for speed a lot of people aren't willing to pay certain a certain price not because they can't afford it but because they feel like it's too much not realizing that when you pay for like business coaching and mentorship you're also paying for like you're paying to avoid certain mistakes you're paying 
to expedite your process because there's people ahead of you that have done this before. So when you invest in their products, they're saving you time and they're giving you, they're giving you speed. So that was one of my takeaways. And then another one was that you are usually scared to make certain changes because it's uncomfortable. And also um, you just don't really like know what's next, but until you get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you're not really gonna make any progress. So I think that after listening to that episode, after having that conversation with Brandon, I was kind of like motivated to like put myself in uncomfortable situations so that um, I can make some progress. I feel like with my job, I was kind of getting stagnant and being in the same place. So that episode was helpful. Those are my takeaways. For sure, for sure. And I think to uh, to piggyback, I think a lot of our takeaways were the same from that episode. Um, when he was like, people usually pick comfort over growth. I think I think it's easy to be easy to be doing what you're what you've been doing. And then when you gotta do the hard stuff, it's it's scary, it's uncomfortable. But what it could turn into down the line is is something you don't know in the present moment until you decide to take a take a leap, take a jump into the to the unknown and work your way out of it until it becomes comfortable. And then you got to go take another jump into the uncomfortable realm again. And that's how you continue to grow. And then once you solve that problem, you're probably helping more people in that uncomfortable range. And now you got to figure out how to solve bigger problems because you've now you've gotten more comfortable in that. What, what, and what was once uncomfortable range. So this is a continuous cycle. Um, and yeah, like, getting good mentors, taking action, and then like limiting your interaction with people that are holding you back. They don't gotta, you don't gotta completely cut them off. Like, but if, if you got people around you who are kind of detracting from your energy and your ability to reach your potential, then you gotta be able to at least limit the interactions so that you can stay focused on what you need to accomplish, which is hard, harder that easier said than done that, that's super hard but if you can limit those distractions then i think it can help you skyrocket um let's see number 27 with corel or aka my jiggy um my biggest takeaway was he said something in this that i thought was a bar everything is stupid until it works <laughs> basically like bet on yourself and put in the work and, and see where you end up People might ridicule, ridicule your idea, but, you know, if you believe in it and it's something you want to pursue, take it and see where it goes. It might pop off. It might suck, but that's okay. You learn something in either situation and you can use that moving forward to whatever you're trying to accomplish. So that was my big takeaway from, from that episode. My takeaway from that was pretty much the same as yours. Everything is stupid until it works. I think if you talk to anybody who has launched anything successful, you always hear their stories about how people try to talk them out of it or tell them that they shouldn't do it and all this stuff. Um, I think no matter what you do, people are always going to talk. So if it's something you are truly passionate about and truly believe in, do it. And people are going to say it's stupid. Very few people are going to believe in it, but um, until it, it's shown that it works and you have results. Um, you can't really be mad at them for not believing in something you only see. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. Um, also, 
another takeaway that I just thought of now. Um, he talked about people not using their finances wisely when it came to like the, the <laughs> stimmy checks and stuff. I think that that is so um, true because there's so like even even with me like there's there's certain things that I could have done better uh, with my money. So just basically kind of thinking how you can put yourself in a better position and give yourself leverage when you get opportunities like that, especially with like tax time coming up, like don't blow your tax return on stupid stuff. Um, try to be smart and put yourself in a different position, whether that's investing in courses, putting it into investments, uh, paying off debt, um, just be smarter with um, the money given to you. Yeah, I think that comes with like having a plan too. Um, understanding what your goals are. And I think this will actually be a good segue to the to the next episode when we had Brennan on. And that was my my big takeaway was having a plan for your financial goals and stopping nothing until you get there because he, 300K in debt, takes care of it in five years because they got to, him and his wife have a plan of how they're going to, what they're going to do, how they're going to put a debt in that. And when you are so honed in on a task and you'll do whatever, you'll cut off whatever you need to cut off to make sure you accomplish that task. And all of a sudden, your K and debt is gone. You got your house paid off. You were able to quit your full-time job and create a course or create a community to um, help a lot of people with finances and something that a lot of people struggle with. So um, basically, if you have a plan, stopping nothing until you accomplish it. And then if you need help with your finances, go look at his course. Follow him on social media. Uh, look into Budget Dog Academy. It's it's really good stuff. And uh, it was uh, that was probably one of my favorite episodes too because there was a lot of tangible stuff that you could take right now and get going. Yeah, I agree. My takeaway was that managing your finances doesn't have to be hard unless, I mean, only if you have a plan. So um, with... Brennan's stuff, they like kind of break down everything that you are from from what I've read on Twitter. Um, it seems like he really helps people see where they're spending, I guess, like senselessly and cut down on that. So if there's like anything that you feel like you're struggling with financially, like probably just take a look at your previous spending and see where you can you can cut out. So he really made it made the point that um, managing your finances doesn't just have to be hard. It's just going to take um, some time and just having a plan. And after you have that set in, set in place, you'll um, notice that you're able to save more money and also put more money to the things that actually matter. Mm -hmm. Episode 29 with Paul. I like this one. Um, my takeaway was um, use the money to help people and not use people to make the money. So I think so many people in business when they're first starting out, they just want to make money right away, but you have to help people first. And then over time, that's when you start to make the money. So if you're um, just trying to be all in it for just profits, you're not gonna go very far. And then when you do get the profits, you want to use that money to enhance your um, client's experience as opposed to just using your people to just like I guess like improve yourself you always want to um, think about your client first and then and then um and then yourself so that they have a better experience and then in turn they'll um, kind of return it back to you whether that's like promoting your stuff um 
and just re reinvesting as a client. Yeah, if you take care of your people, I think they'll they'll take care of you tenfold probably. If but if you just gotta be genuine about people you're trying to help, and it'll come, it'll 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 come back to you. You just gotta stay in the game long enough and really be about what you're saying. Um, my big takeaway from this one, um, when you decide to partner with someone, make sure your roles are clear, clearly defined and y'all can succeed together. So when he was talking about how him and Carl work as a, as a team, he's more the big picture thinker and Carl does it like, is a more, uh, like the day to day, make sure like operations are running smoothly and watching the two interact, like they've clearly defined their roles and each of them is allowed to thrive in their in the roles that they've created for each other to make sure that their business is 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 booming is is doing well. So that was my big takeaway from from that episode. Who you pick as a partner, very very important. And then for episode thirty with Eric, um. He, my big takeaway was he he also dropped a line in here where professionals practice more than they play, amateurs play more than they practice, and that got me thinking about how if you treat yourself like professional, and if the practice is harder than the games, then you will be prepared for what comes at you because you've been battle tested, you've had to go through adversity, you've had to gut it out when you're tired, when you don't want to do those things, so that when the real game comes on, you're ready because you've already practiced harder than. They get the game supposed to, the game's easy now. You know what to expect. You know what's coming. That's the work you do in the off season over the summer and the in the preseason to get ready for in season and playoff time. Yeah, that was my main takeaway as well. Um with when it comes to it doesn't really matter what skill it is. I think that as long as you're putting the the reps in and taking the reps seriously you're obviously gonna like enhance your your skill and enhance your ability to do that but um you can only do so if you're like putting quality time in and not like bullshit and so um the the thing that i thought about after hearing that line was basically the difference between being a pro and being like an amateur somebody that is just like doing it for fun is like how serious you are about putting your reps in and practicing um, there's some people that do something like two times every two weeks and expect to get better. No, you're going to be an amateur. But if you do that um, more often and with a lot more seriousness and getting your practice in, you're going to be a pro at that. And then episode 31 with Sophie. Um, don't be afraid to ask. I think that this is really um, important because sometimes you're like, maybe I shouldn't ask because they're not going to let me do that. Or um, maybe I should just wait until like an opportunity comes to me. I think that the whole closed mouths don't get fed is like really true. There's going to be a lot of times where you need to put yourself out there because a lot of people don't know what you do. So once they learn what you do, maybe they'll be able to offer you an opportunity later down the line because now you're top of mind because you said something. So mm -hmm. That was my main takeaway from Sophie's episode. I think that um, that was that was a really cool episode, especially um, when she started talking about like being a woman on the wrestling team. Like, I feel like that whole experience gives you a different look on life and gives you like a different type of resilient resiliency. Agreed.
Agreed. That was my that was my takeaway also. And when she started talking about how she asked if she could be a presenter at that conference because they needed she could fill the gap of what they were looking for and then what that was able to turn into for her afterwards because she killed it and but and had knowledge on the situation and was able to communicate it in a way that resonated with the peak the the people in attendance. And it just opened up a lot more doors, but none of it would have happened if she hadn't asked for, um, she hadn't asked for the opportunity. So, uh, and then like you said, like then she was on the top of everyone of the person she asked is mine. So then they need somebody that's getting closer. They don't got nobody yet. All right, let me let me holler at Sophie and see if she's so interested because she, she put herself out there. Um, and I, I think that's 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 also something that I think something to to think about that's something i'm trying to get better at too just making sure that you ask all the questions and and see what opportunities you can try and seize to because sometimes they're there you just gotta you just gotta go take it and the worst that someone can say is no and then you just go ask again <laughs> or ask a different way and until someone says yes someone's gonna say yes eventually and then you'll be ready to to, to jump on it um Jimmy, uh, my big takeaway from this one, this was a this was a cool one because he's a pretty popular PT um, podcaster and in the game right now. I've been doing it for a long time coming from the radio DJ world. So he knows how to he knows how to do that. He's a pro at this. Like he does this. Um, and then having him on the other side, I think was cool to ask ask him questions. But my big takeaway was communicate clearly so that anyone can understand what you're trying to, to send across, what the message you're trying to send across. And then once you communicate that message, check for understanding. Don't assume that what you said was clearly received because most of the time it's, it's not the case. And you want to make sure that you you and the person you're interacting with are on the same page and that there's if there's questions that you're able to answer them in a way that is understandable and, and digestible. So that was my big takeaway. Yeah, communication is definitely um, key, especially in the field that we're in. I forgot exactly what he said on this episode. I think it was the title, but it was like science isn't understood until it's communicated clearly or something like that. So my takeaway about that was that you can have an idea and a way to help somebody, but if you cannot communicate that to the person you're trying to help, it doesn't matter. So the ability to communicate is going to be what sets you apart from competitors and what gets people um, to like be in your world and actually listen to you. Um, so your ideas, once you have an idea, make sure you can you can really like break that down in like a fourth grade level and allow people to um, understand that way, as opposed to like using all these like sciencey terms and like these big words. Um, another takeaway was that geography doesn't matter anymore. So he talked about how initially he was on a radio show and you can only tune into the radio for in a, within a certain radius. Now with the internet, geography doesn't matter. You can you can connect with somebody all the way in Alaska. Like I'm in Connecticut right now, Mang is in Alaska and we talk all the time. So there's no reason why you can't get your message to like a lot of people. You just have to take advantage of the tools that we have in this day and age and be clear with your message and people will resonate with it and come into your world. So you're not really limited by anything anymore. Episode 33, 
three beliefs that hold you back. Three, three, three. That's cool. Um, <laughs> so this episode was, I like this episode with us. Uh, we don't we don't realize how much our beliefs hold us back. And I think it's like on like an unconscious level, like a lot of thoughts about like money and finance that we've like learned over time really hold us back from leveling up in that area. Um, and that goes to that goes that applies to all different like areas of of life. Like I think I gave the example in the episode where um like boys usually don't have role models that aren't like rappers and sports players. And we don't I don't think people pay attention to how that impacts you later down the line when you're trying to figure out what you want to do when those two options aren't an option anymore. So um really tapping into your childhood and like your experiences and figuring out why you believe certain things and trying to change that really can elevate your life in adulthood yeah i like how you brought that up that's that was kind of my takeaway from this episode um just because you grew up in a situation doesn't mean you have to stay in it um that like i think i mentioned a couple times just growing up and what you're not exposing what you don't have access to just because of lack of information at the time and just because you had a lack of information then doesn't mean it has to stay that way now especially with all the information that's available on the internet being able to filter what is good information and what is not so good information and how you can create the ask the questions to create the changes that you want to make in your life so that was that was my big takeaway from from that episode um 34 with steph allen uh, this was another cool one because she's someone who I got to meet in, in Boston and get to know a little bit and then watching how they've developed Level Up and now Cal U. And um, my big takeaway was work out your confidence muscle. Confidence is a muscle and it has to be built. And I think that just comes from keeping the promises that you make to yourself. So whatever is on your to-do list for the day, you uh, check all those off. You feel good about it. you said you got done what you said you was going to get done. And you can build that, use that momentum to build to the next day and the next day and you get it done and then you can use it to build the next day. And all of a sudden now you have a whole month where you've delivered on everything you said you was going to do. Yeah, you, that should increase your confidence levels and, ability, and your ability to get things done. So I, I think that was a, I never thought about it as Bill, you got to, you got to, build like a muscle and you got to build it just like you go to the gym to train you got to do the same thing with your with your mind and your confidence because you can be your biggest downfall if your mind ain't right i agree um i think that that was my main takeaway as well but i know some people are like naturally confident but i think that's only to a certain extent so when she said that i was thinking like if you like if you take somebody that's naturally confident and have them do a skill that they aren't used to doing, they're not going to be as confident. But over time, they can build their confidence by doing that same thing over and over and over again. So um, I know some people say that like they're just not a confident person. You can become a confident person by doing the same thing over and over again and also keeping promises to yourself. And then over time, you're going to be more confident. Like that's just how that's just how it works. So you're just going to increase your um, belief in yourself by keeping promises, um, by keeping promises to yourself. Also, another 
um, takeaway was like if you're unhappy with the way a current situation is or what the current solutions to certain problems are right now, you always have the ability to create a different solution. So for example, in physical therapy or even in training, like if you don't like the way something is delivered, you can always go and create it on your own. You don't have to wait for somebody else to create it. There's so many tools out there that you can use to help the people you want to work with. You don't have to wait for somebody else to start it. You could be the innovator of your own idea and innovator of your own solution. You don't have to wait for someone else to do it or like insurance companies to do it, or like healthcare to change. You can, you can change on your own. Episode 35 with David. I like this one because, you know, I'm, I'm a little interested in email marketing, like the marketing side of things right now. And he said, you're only scared of selling because you aren't confident in your product. And I think that that is so true because I, I still don't like really selling, but I think that I'm a little bit more comfortable with selling than I was last year because I'm more confident in what I offer because I've been tweaking it like since the last year or so. And I've also, I've gotten people results. So when I do drop my price and when I do sell to people, I am more confident. So it doesn't feel as awkward because like the results are there. Um, so I think once you get more confident in what you're offering, you won't be as afraid of selling. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was my big takeaway from this episode as well. Um, if you're scared to sell it, the questions to ask, I think you just have to do a deep dive into your product and what you're selling. Like, is it really like that? Does it, does it, can you put yourself in the person who is potentially looking to buy its perspective? Like, what are they seeing? What are questions do they have? What are they scared of? What are they looking to get? And can you deliver on all of those? And if you can, then you should be, you should feel good about the fact that you have a product that can help solve a, a problem, whatever it may be. And I think it just comes to like having belief in yourself and your ability to communicate that. And as I think it goes back to when we were talking about making sure that the communication is clear so that the person you're talking to understands, um, making sure that there's no gaps in the in the in the interaction between the two people having the conversation because if you say one thing and they interpret it as another thing and you don't follow up or check in then that's that's a potential missed opportunity so i think just making sure to put yourself in your customer's point of view asking questions about like deep questions about your product and what you're offering and what it's going to be able to do and then making sure that that understanding is there is going to be super helpful to help with selling and making that an easier process. And then for Murph's episode, episode 36, my big takeaway was stepping, step out of your comfort zone. Um, Murph was in Boston. Um, I mean, we're, we're in Massachusetts with when I was there and I knew he was, uh, doing um long distance in florida so i knew he was thinking about trying to get back to florida but you know his family's in mass and it's comfortable right like every everything you know you grew up there everything you know is there and he went to school out in florida got to know the community but it's a little different when you're like looking for a job and it's a new startup not a new a newer business that's looking to 
that just opened a second location and you're going to be in charge of like marketing and selling and getting making people come into the door so that they can keep the lights on and you can get paid so that's a big step when coming from a place where you got people on your schedule you don't really got to do any of that you just got to show up to work and like get people better that's really it but when you have to go out in the street and go wave at people and go talk to people and people you might not normally talk to um he just really took a big step out of his comfort zone and now they're starting to see more people they're starting to thrive it's 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 working really well but that's because of him and everybody else on that team believes in what they what they do and the mission that they're trying to accomplish they're all on the same page so that was my big takeaway from that episode yeah, my main takeaway is pretty much the same thing. Um, the more you do something that you aren't good at, like he said, he wasn't really like a person that had an entrepreneurial mindset. But now since he stepped out of his comfort zone, he's gotten a little bit more comfortable with doing that. Um, so just taking a leap and knowing that the more you do something, the better you're going to get at it, the more comfortable you're going you're gonna to get. And then you're going to put yourself in newer situations to make you uncomfortable again. Mm-hmm. Um, episode 37 with Chris. Um, my main takeaway was you can either take accountability of your situation or you can be a victim. Like there's so many people that blame others for this situation. Like a lot of people mad at Joe Biden because he only given $10,000 forgiveness or whatever, like just mad at the wrong people when you can just say, this is the cards I was dealt or this is like I'm the reason I'm in my situation now and try to do something to fix it as opposed to just complaining all the time and waiting for somebody to change the situation. You couldn't take ownership and change it yourself most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was, I don't have anything to add to that. That was my takeaway from that too. <laughs> <laughs> but don't be a I guess, victim. Don't be a victim. But it also, I guess it'll also leave your conscience feeling better because at the end of the day, you made every decision that 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 you made, and you got to be comfortable with that, whether they're good or bad. Like you can't be mad at nobody else, and so I, I feel like that's how I want to. I would want to. I would not want to look back seventy five when I'm seventy five, eighty, and be like, man, I wish I would have done this, or someone told me not to do this, so I didn't do it. Like if you feel like you take control of your of your decisions of your life and. You got to be able to live with whatever comes out of it, good or bad. Um, episode 38 with Jasmine. Um, my big takeaway with this, if you lead with passion and wanting to help people, you never know what kind of community and impact you will be able to create. So she started her free PA group out of trying to make sure that she passes her classes with two other, with two other students in PA school. Um, and all of a sudden, that turned into people coming to them, asking them questions about how to get into pre, uh, PA school. And she was able to solve a, a question and build a community of, of a big group of PA students who are looking to get into PA school and some of the advances that, that they have been able to, 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 to create and people that, be, the people that they've been able to help go from pre-PA to now practicing PA is, is crazy. Like it's cool to see. And it all started from her just being able to be vulnerable and be like, I need help. I need to make sure I get through this. Can somebody help me? And then watch the blossom from there. 
yeah, that was definitely pretty dope. Um, her community has definitely grown a lot. Um, my main takeaway was when she said that she's making her own lane. And I think that's so important, especially as being like black healthcare providers, because I feel like there's a certain way you're supposed to look, a certain way you're supposed to dress when you're in these fields where um, when you don't conform to that, you're kind of like judged or you're kind of like deemed unprofessional. But I think that like creating your own lane is probably going to be your best bet because you don't have to really worry about trying to fit in. You could just like fit into your own lane. I feel like I deal with that like on a daily basis. Like I get like my coworkers talk, talk junk to me all the time because I wear joggers and sneakers and I'm like, this is me. Like this is, this is how I am. Like I think that I come to work very professional, even though I'm in joggers and sneakers, like this is like attire for my, for my job. And I think it's appropriate. Um, so really standing your ground, making your own lane and just being who you are, even at work, as opposed to trying to conform to like the, the white standard. That's how, that's what I, that's what I call it. Cause I don't really think it's a professional <laughs> thing. I think being professional is like deemed as like a code for like being white in the workplace. Like, I don't like it. So I definitely felt that when she said she's making her own lane because I feel like I make mine and I stay in it. So Yeah, I think that's, that's something. You got to be comfortable in your own skin first because people can see when you're not comfortable or when you're not yourself and then they take less from the interaction because they don't feel like they're getting the authentic, genuine you. And so I, I, feel, I, feel, you on, I feel you on that too because I feel like that's me. I... I dress a certain type of way. I talk a certain type of way. Um, and it's, it's different than my other coworkers, but that's okay because they're not me. I'm not, but I can't be them. Um, and you just got to be comfortable with that. Episode 39, budget or be broke. This kind of goes back to what we talked about with Brendan's episode, like having a plan. Um, that was my main takeaway. Also, um, knowing that budgeting is for everyone. It's not like for people who are trying to save money or people that who don't have money and are petty pension. It's also for people who are on the more um, affluent side so that you don't blow through all your money. And by the end of the year, you're like, I don't even know what the hell I spent it on. Um, budgeting is for everyone, no matter your situation. and allows you to have a plan instead of guessing and going through the motions and really set yourself up for financial success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it allows you to account for everything, uh, where, what money's coming in, what money's going out, where are you spending, can things be cut back on, or do you got to put more money into a certain area? And then um, just stop being passive with your incomes and expenses. You talked about not guessing anymore and just having everything on, uh, not, not um, autopilot, but I guess just not, not having an idea of what's going on until you decide to look at it, but spending the time, a certain time, a month, a certain amount of time per month to just take a look at where your money is going and how you're spending it and what can be changed, how things can be utilized. Um, do you need to make changes to your, to your plans? Um, I think all that was, is very important. I think that's something that I started to realize like probably this past year of just how important it is to help you accomplish your, your goals. Episode 40, the 26th birthday lessons. Mm -hmm. I had I had two from this one. <laughs> uh, number one, Key's, Key tells good stories. So um, I think you made it really easy to 
to pay attention to all your lessons because uh, 26 is a lot. You kind of old, so there's a lot of lessons in there, but you you make it you make it a little easier when you got stories to back them up. And I think I made it a lot easier to relate to and, and understand where you were coming from. And then I my second one was I think that you should take the time to to do this lesson or sit, just take some time to sit down and think about lessons you would tell maybe younger you or to your kids if you have them. That's because I, I sat and I did the same thing. And I was like, if I had a son or a daughter right now, what would I tell them based on what I've grown, what I've learned in my in my years of life? So that's how I was able to sit down and do it. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. It was enlightening just to see how far you've come from when you was like 13 and, and now like 28. And just to see how you've evolved over the years, because you're probably not going to say the same from when you was a kid to, to now. So that, those are my takeaways. Yeah, um, I only have a takeaway from the episode, but I do think that I want to do that same activity every year and see like how it changes. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely recommend everyone to do it. And I think that you learn a lot about yourself when you sit down and like think about things you learn because you see how your thought process has evolved or changed, but you also... I forgot what I was going to say. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> do, the, do the exercise. It's very helpful. Um, <laughs> but episode 41, devil. <laughs> um, I I really like this, this episode. And it's kind of top of mind now since we recorded it so recently. Um, there is no box. I think that like when I was going through PT school, like I really was like on like the like, oh, I'm going to have a DPT. And then I realized nobody cares. So, like, now I'm trying to get out of the, the like, thought process of, like, telling people I'm a physical therapist because nobody even cares about it. They only care about how I can help them. Like, so I'm trying to, like, not, like, when I, like, when people ask me questions about stuff, like, not, like, just throw, like, oh, I'm a physical therapist. I know all this. Um, just really just trying to give them value without, like, throwing labels because you aren't your label and also nobody cares about your label anyway so um that's something that i'm trying to like get out of there is no yeah, box no, but i'm trying not to not to always put myself in a box agreed i agree that was, that was my takeaway too there is no box we've been we, i think since episode four with javi there is no box we've been on this since like early this year we know we got to stop trying to confine ourselves in what the outside world deems as appropriate i guess and just work to see what does your what do you feel like you can accomplish in your own creative right and then see where that takes you um you don't have to be confined to just what society pressures you to be um and then i like how neville broke down like the labels don't define you it usually just and and then it becomes about being really clear about what you want. Um, and once you find out what you want and you're honest with yourself and you're aware of your situation, how do you go about changing it? How do you go about reverse, reverse engineering to getting what you need or what you want to accomplish? So those are my big takeaways. What was your favorite episode? From that list? Yeah, from that list. Jeez. Uh, I mean, I, th I think they're all, they're all good. I think the one that probably, 
I to pick one, I'd probably go on um, Chris's, Chris's episode. I feel like that one just spoke to me about, you know, you are in control of every decision that you make and how it affects your life. And it can't be blaming how you grew up or the government or, you know, my friends or whatever. Like, it's, it's all on me at the end of the day. And so what about what about you? Um, I felt like Chris's episode spoke to me as well. So like that's definitely like top two on this list. Um, I like I like Jimmy's episode because it was interesting having him on the other side, even though he does like this interviewing stuff, like he's a pro at it. And he was just a very great speaker and like very entertaining. And um it felt like we were being interviewed low key. Like so I think like that was probably my favorite one, like actually sitting down and, and recording just because like he was like his background was dope. He had the mic. I don't know. The the experience was dope. I liked it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But that all these episodes were were good and they all have something you can you can take away. And that's what I like about our podcast. Like I think that although we have people that are from the healthcare field, they always come in and bring a perspective that anybody can take from even if they're not in the healthcare field. For sure. For sure. And I think that's like that's it's actionable things that you can start that same day or the next day and and really just start to make a, a difference in in your life. And I think the cool thing also is that yeah, we're bringing on all these these guests and having these having these topics of discussions but i think we're also individually also growing as well and learning how to communicate better how to you know take action on things how to work on our own confidence because it's not perfect it's never going to be perfect but i think we're both we both taking steps to make sure that we're getting to where we want to end up and make sure that we're constantly evolving and growing as as things change. I agree. And then on that note, that was another episode of the Key Mang Audio Experience. Let us know what your favorite episode was from episodes 25 to 41. Or if you want to take it back to episode one, one to one to 24. Like we just want to hear what you guys like and what kind of things you you resonated well with and Maybe there's things that you didn't agree with. We can have a discussion about that too. Um, so we're just looking for all feedback. Um, we really enjoy dropping episodes every Monday. So stay on the lookout for a new episode coming out for the foreseeable future every Monday. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode of the Key and Mang Audio Experience. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Key and Mang Audio Experience. Make sure to subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll catch you in the next episode.